Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Huntington, and in this episode, we get an update from Christy for the 2X Accelerator, and the fun thing is she's right here with me. How are you? Hi, Doug. Welcome to my house. This is uh, a nice place. I never made it over when I lived in Bozeman, but I'm passing through the area, so I thought we can record in person. Now, the funny thing is I was too lazy. I'm sort of on vacation, and I thought, I can get all the camera gear and record it for YouTube, or I could just not do that and we could just do the podcast. And Christy thought, yeah, you can be lazy. It's your it's your choice. So yeah, thanks for having me in your home here. This is great. And your your dog has been a very, a very nice Welcoming. host as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Loves guests. It's very exciting. So we have been working on this project, this accelerator for several months now, is it eight months? And you, you made great progress. So mm-hmm. uh, let's get into this specific month and what's been going on. I always like to start with the traffic and revenue. Yes. So revenue for this month came in at 5,800, give or take. And that puts me up to $94,000 total for the lifetime of the site, uh, which I launched in late 2018. So like November 2018. So that's pretty great for that. And then traffic wise, um, August came in at 125,000 and that was the highest monthly traffic that we've tracked so far. Perfect. And there's a lot more detail and graphs and charts and stuff on the blog post that we'll link in the show notes. But yeah, that's that's great. I know the earnings are down because you actually did hit, you know, technically your goal of 2x the average monthly mm-hmm. revenue from last year, 2020. So you hit 7,300 at some right. point. In June. Mm-hmm. And, and you've dropped down to about 6,000 the last couple months. So... How do you feel about that? Mm. (laughs) Uh, I feel in perspective fine about it. So when I think back to December of last year, which wasn't that long ago, eight months, I very nearly hit 5,000, right? And it was like a big deal. So I think, you know, what happens is as your site grows and you start earning more, you know, your definition of success changes. Right. So if I had hit $5,800 last year ever, I would have like been throwing parties. You would have been invited to my party, but I would have been throwing parties. Um, So, you know, after you reach your goal of 7,000, you know, this summer, then to have it kind of tick down a bit is a bit of a bummer. Um, And I'm just kind of hoping it's not a trend, (laughs) you know? So that's just where your mind goes. It's like, oh, did I reach it? And then we're not going to reach it anymore. Right. So for the most part, like, yes, it is still awesome. It's way better than anything I was making last year. It's way better than I was making the year before. So still super positive. Um, just hoping it's, yeah, hope we saw a trend. We can talk about the, the Amazon stuff as we go, but yeah, yeah. So that's where we are this month. Okay. And I think we talked about it briefly in the last couple months anyway, but it's very, un- it's not unusual. It's very common where you just get used to a thing mm-hmm. and it's all aspects of life. And then when it changes a little bit or it doesn't continue to grow or mm-hmm. things are just a little stagnant, 
it feels bad. Right. <laughs> right. So, well, and I do say it with the perspective of like, there's a lot of people I'm sure even listening that would dream of hitting $5,800. Like I was that person as well. So I don't want to discount, you know, the growth by any means. Like it's already surpassed mm-hmm. what I ever thought the site would do. It's just that, you know, your definition of success and where you want to hit next changes. So it's changed this year because I had some big goals. So that's the only reason that it's kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. I wanted to still be at seven. <laughs> and back in whatever, in June or something, mm-hmm. you mentioned you weren't sure like the actual like goal, if it was to hit right. 7,000 every single month or just the one month or average of three months. Right. So did you think about that? Do you have a specific like benchmark well, now? Yeah, it certainly wouldn't have been realistic to try to hit seven the whole year, right? Like we just started the progress in January. So that wouldn't have made any sense. So it can't be that. So I think for me, like I want to continue averaging more and end up the year consistently at or above seven. So that would mean a couple of months in a row, right? So I would say most of the year was at or above six, which is great. So I would see that as being a milestone that was reached. And now I would just like to see that be closer to seven towards the last four months of the year. Do you have any predictions for November and December? Okay. (laughs) No, I have no idea now. I probably would have made very happy, bright, shiny predictions in June. And now I'm like, no predictions ever. Don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough because obviously you never know what's going on. And you mentioned something there that we can go into a little bit more. So most of the earnings are dropping in the Amazon area, but... What about the other areas? Everything else looks normal. So that's what makes me think maybe there's not something, you know, hugely weird with the site. We had some up and down stuff. You can check May's update for that. Um, But I'm not thinking that there's anything really going on with the site functionality wise right now. So I don't think that's an issue. But yeah, all the, the loss since June has been in the Amazon category. So ads are still great. Um, August ads were the second highest they've been. So that's all super positive. Okay, good. And then traffic wise, and this is something I harped on before. So traffic is, it was the highest month ever, right? Yep. Steady, pretty close to last month, a little bit higher. So it's showing as 125,000, um, which is great. And that's basically around 4,000 a day. Cool. And we were chatting before because you mentioned a record traffic day sometime mm-hmm. in August, right? So what was that? Yes. So that was 5,700 in one day. Nice. And we are not sure, and I think we were talking about that specific day and a couple others, if it was partially spam traffic, right? So that was right. the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Could it, be. <laughs> it, we, and we, we, haven't we haven't looked, looked back. Mm-hmm. So... And I guess, did you notice anything unusual in the metrics when you were looking at that day or those those days where you get the spike of traffic on your homepage, right? It's kind of unusual. Right. So I don't know if that high traffic day was related to homepage traffic necessarily, but one of the things we noticed in last month's update was that ever since I think mid-June, the homepage traffic has been showing as higher. So normally homepage is not a destination, right? Everybody's 
linking to individual pages or like all my SEO stuff is for individual searches. So that was a little weird that we were then seeing a jump to like 500, sometimes up to a thousand, you know, visits tracking on the homepage every day, which was odd. So not sure what that's about. I, you know, made the analogy of when you make the decision to clean out your email list and you're just like, this is painful, right? Cause I used to be able to say it was this much and now it's it, but the people that you're losing weren't valuable people. So, um, for me, it's just thinking about how we're going to, you know, if we strip out that layer of folks, how we're going to make an apples to apples comparison of what we've been tracking for the year. So we'll just look at that, but it is possible that some of it is bot traffic. Apparently that's super common. It's something my developer mentioned too, but it'd be good to know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I've seen bot traffic really clear where it's a huge spike like that. So you really notice Mm -hmm. it. And then I've also seen just a small trickle Mm -hmm. where you can sort of tell because the visitor is only on the site for like nine seconds. Now that it could be a bounced Mm-hmm. person that didn't want to visit the site but i think you could find other sure. artifacts mm-hmm. in there sometimes it's the like the referral traffic and it'll okay. have like yep. it'll say spam bot oh, no. dot xyz <laughs> or something like they tell you it's Hard to nonsense tell, huh? or it's like get more traffic dot. Oh, no. like they they're trying to get people in a, i can't imagine it's actually effective in any way right? but yeah, there, there's bot traffic. Out so there. does bot traffic in general, does that impact the way that Google sees the health of your site at all? Like if that's dragging down your average duration time or anything like that, because there's bots in there, do you think that that has an impact on like the I, way they view your site health? I would suspect maybe. So that's mm-hmm. about as unhelpful of an answer. Well, I, I, the thing is, I don't think anyone really knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So technically, yes, those metrics you're talking about, like those like visitor retention mm-hmm. metrics, all the things that we want to do a good job on mm-hmm. the engagement of the visitors and all that stuff. Yes, it, it would negatively mm-hmm. impact those. However, that also means if Google was actually using those as like ranking factors and like really, then everyone would just spam their competitors and there would just like, it would be nonsense. So I have a feeling there, there's some, there's something that they do Mm -hmm. to make that not happen. Otherwise, yeah, everyone would just spam their competitor because I think it's probably a fairly trivial thing to program, like just a bot to visitor to go do that. So I'm just emotionally bracing myself for seeing lower traffic numbers once we strip out any bots. So that's what I'm just preparing for now. (laughs) Well, and the thing is, you know, rewind back to May where Mm -hmm. your earnings were the same, but you thought your traffic was Mm -hmm. down by 30%. Yeah. (laughs) So, and it's hard to decouple those and say, well, if you're, if you're actually earning more, who cares how much traffic Right, you have, yeah, because that's what happened, right? Like you basically earn more per visitor, right? (laughs) So I think it is like just a kind of a PTSD from the summer ups and downs of like trying to figure out the technical stuff that we were seeing or the weird reporting, and so now I just feel a little less trustworthy of any of the numbers. So it makes it a little hard for me to troubleshoot or even know if I should be troubleshooting, right? So that's just where I am at the moment, but. 
I imagine that as we get into the fall, usually that's pretty good season. And like, obviously leading up to the holidays is usually good. So, yeah, that was a bird that just flew into the window. (laughs) I think the microphone probably picked that up. Sorry guys. I'm sure he's fine. It flew back in the other direction. So totally fine. (laughs) Yeah. That was abrupt. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, we just have to roll with it. We're not editing this. That was, that was a real bird. The birds. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Occupational hazard. It's funny because it's not uh, it's not like your windows are dirty, but there's like a screen there. There's I other have blinds. yeah. There's many <laughs> demarcation right. things for the I bird agree. to know that that was not a through path. It may have been a low IQ bird. <laughs> that just maybe. And well, one of the things that happens when the bird flies into the window is you forget what you're talking about. So I, I don't even remember. Yeah, no, I think it was just the like. Hopefully, holidays are going to be good. That's oh, where right. I'm at. <laughs> right. Oh, and you started mentioning like essentially like the healthy, um, like you're a little skeptical mm-hmm. about some of the data that you get and you're becoming right. more jaded, which is more like me. And I think that's good. I it's know. a sign of uh, built me in your image. <laughs> yeah. Maturity. Yeah. You're just like, well, we never know. Yeah. It could be wonderful right. or terrible. So, well, and most of the time there isn't really anything that I can be doing differently. You know, like I kind of just have to let her ride and, yeah. you know, I'm building good content. The content hasn't changed. That's the same. You know, the SEO strategy hasn't same changed. It's the same. So in theory, that'll keep working. Right. Well, and I, I think because it's the summertime mm-hmm. and early fall that people are just not buying as much stuff on Amazon. So, mm-hmm. and I think we, we mentioned it before and of course, the last couple of years have been a little funny with right. COVID and quarantining. But yeah, I see this kind of as a summer summer slump. Well, and they dropped that commission like right in the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. Yep. If, you re- if you recall, <laughs> yeah, we certainly do. It was yeah. So, like I would have been like three times this if yeah. they hadn't done that. You know, so it's just like thanks, guys. Horrible timing. Horrible yeah. timing. You guys are the worst. So. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking it's that, and mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling that when the retail season hits and people are buying stuff yeah. again, probably starting at like the end of October ish, and right. then sales start sooner and sooner every year. But th- that's my that's my feeling overall, and yeah, there's obviously there's no way to know, and it's sure. a fairly safe like I feel like it's a safe prediction based on other sites that I've seen, Mm -hmm. we don't have enough data for your site in a sort of steady state because it's been growing the whole time. Mm -hmm. And it's only now where the traffic hasn't been jumping as much. I mean, it's it's still moving up a Mm -hmm. little bit, but not as much. Well, and the other thing that I don't necessarily consider that much is that I've always been adding a fair amount of content. Like that was the driver in the past. And then since the spring content sprint I did, like I've backed off of doing that to like try to get the other income streams up and running. So like I have not been adding the same level of content that I normally would. So that's, you know, we can talk about this later, but that's one reason like I started the kind of holiday sprint a little bit earlier for new content was partially just because I felt like, okay, I'm good at that. (laughs) Like, I'll do that. Like, that's a good place for my anxiety at the moment. Like, I'm going to go do that thing I'm pretty good at. So 
Um, but I think, you know, not having done a big sprint since the spring is probably also a factor in the growth trajectory being just a little bit different. Yep. And I think back to, I, I've had to do this a couple of times, different types of work and stuff like that, but it was an email list and I needed to like migrate to another platform and basically move my whole tech stack. So it was six months of like infrastructure kind of stuff and basically like no other growth and, uh, you know, bigger companies have to do this. They're like, we have to invest in the infrastructure. So we're able to sell the stuff we need to and produce it and then move on and grow and have a platform that will serve us for like a few years. So, yeah, but at that point you're basically like, you're only spending, you're not producing the content in your case that has been the thing that was earning money, getting more traffic and all that. Yeah. And the stuff that I feel good at, right? Like I don't feel good at troubleshooting technical stuff or, you know, there was a lot of spend on development time, which is good that I found a good developer. But on the flip side, it's like, that's not fun money to be spending. You know, like that's not when I invest in a cool project or, you know, content or things that I'm like, yeah, this is definitely going to immediately help. The infrastructure stuff's like, can't see it. Don't know if, you know, it's going to make much of a difference. It In theory, it will, right. you know. So that I think was just a little part of my my August droopiness. Yeah. It was just like, uh, <laughs> like that's not where I want to put my money. It's definitely not as fun. Well, before we talk about the developer, I need to sh- give a shout out to Ezoic who sponsors this podcast and check out their leap tool. That is a new product that helps your site load faster, helps you get green on the core web vitals and it's a great tool so you should check it out it's actually free for people that monetize with uh, ezoic so you could just hop over there check out leap thanks to ezoic and what did your developer do for you and you could just give like a couple quick bullet points because i know it was a lot it was so in the in the blog update i did for this month um which i think you said you'll link to then i made basically an analogy of you know, like you hear a weird noise in your car and you're like, I could just turn up the radio or I could be like more responsible and take it in. And then you take it in and they open the hood and they find a bunch of stuff. Right. So that's basically what I did in August. So found a new developer. He's super technical, very talented. That is wonderful. The flip side being, you know, you give him access to the site and then it's like, yeah, you got a bunch of stuff we should fix in here because no one's been doing this for two years. So um, he was fixing like JavaScript errors and repairing some database stuff. And we went through all the plugins on the site and decided what to keep and what not to keep and what he could like hard code into the theme and, you know, do all of that kind of stuff. Um, He also handled the migration to flywheel hosting so we upgraded hosting this month, which is also more expensive, but in theory going to be worth it. And so all of that was stuff that he tackled, but it meant, you know, getting invoices for a thousand bucks like every week or two. So yeah, that was special. <laughs> okay. And from a site load speed perspective, is it easily 
detectable? Have you looked at the metrics? Well, like, is that something that so you could tell? I think that's where I'm a little bit jaded on the metrics now as well. Just being like, well, you know, what Google Analytics gives me is an average. So if, you know, one page is doing something funky, it drags on everything. Like, I don't necessarily want to make a bunch of changes mm-hmm. based on averages. But in general, it seems like the site is loading quickly. It should load more quickly over time as we continue to make the little improvements in the back end. So seems good. I know that he knows what he's doing and you know, everything that he's doing to like clean it up, make it more secure, all that stuff could probably save me a bunch of headaches down the road. So I'm trying to keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it must be loading faster. I haven't checked it recently, but Mm -hmm. I know at one point it was pretty rough when we started like the whole. Mm -hmm. Well, even just looking at it this year, like just when we started bothering to notice if it was fast enough. So, yeah, I think it's definitely better than that. Um, I haven't seen, like, any degrading, like, mobile experience or anything like that. So, it seems like it's good. Very good. Okay, anything else with the developer infrastructure? No, I mean, you know, he's very talented. Everything I've given him, he's been able to do. And I've been able to kind of work through my wish list of stuff that I've just been saving for like when I found a good developer. So he's helped with some of the just like annoying visual, you know, things that were wrong or like some weird functionality stuff. So it's been nice to work through that list and be like, okay, now we're kind of starting from a good place. Okay. Very good. Now you were probably going to be launching a course very soon. So where are we with that one? Yes. So August ended up, you know, a lot of my time slash mental effort was spent on the technical stuff. It is not ideal. But the first site that we have is nearly done. I have in my... First course. Yes. First course. Um, I have in my inbox, you know, launch emails, drip emails, sales page all to review for my team. So that's literally sitting and waiting on me to do that. So on the list for this week, but yes. And then I'm trying to like figure out how to price it, do that kind of stuff, but it is close. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Hopefully this month (laughs) uh, we'll be able to actually get it out there. I think I'll need to sell between 12 and 25 courses to actually make back what I spent getting into it on like content or the admin stuff and just what I've invested in it. So that's kind of where I am. If I could do that by the end of the year, that would just be delightful. I have no idea if that's realistic or not, but at least once it's out there, I have a chance at it. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, yeah, I was going to ask you, what do you, what would you consider like success? Mm -hmm. Like the first say couple weeks that you release it out there. Someone buys it. Just one. Yeah. I mean, I just want to know that it works really. Okay. You know, if I could break even in the next four months and go into 2022, feeling like everything I made is gravy, Mm -hmm. that would be successful to me. Gotcha. So, and I went to a, I guess it was sort of a financial independence slash entrepreneurship retreat sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Not too long ago. 
there's a guy named Alan Donegan who has a podcast called Rebel Entrepreneur. And he's done, uh, it used to be called Pop-Up Business School, but I think it's called like Rebel, Rebel School hmm. now. Anyway, the whole point is he helps people start businesses without incurring any debt. Sure. So he, and, and you see where the, the point is, yep. since you, you created the course and you did all this stuff sort of in a vacuum and you don't know if you're going to be able to sell it. I think you'll probably be able mm-hmm. to sell it. I don't know like any time frames and yep, all those either. things, but what I've done in the past for my, a lot of my courses, not all of them. And what Alan recommends is to pre-sell things mm-hmm. and you have to have the um, ego to sell something that is not yet created. Sure. But then you know that you have something or you will create something right. that someone has already paid you for. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there's no better motivator than you've already taken their money right. and then you've told them it's going to be released on August, right. whatever. And then you, you deliver it. It may be a right. different version but, and I'll just, obviously you've mm-hmm. taken a different route for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Like you had the budget to do it. There were certain things that yep. you were like, I don't want to do that work. So I need to hire someone right. for it. All valid. However, obviously now the risk is out there and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I got to sell, uh, you know, what did you say? Like 20 ish yeah. to get paid back. And then after that, it's great. Which yep. I mean, 20 is a, obviously a very it's not 200 yeah. you know it's you know it's doable the course i'm thinking will probably be between 120 and 150 bucks or something like that right um so it's not the most expensive course by any means it's not the least expensive it's not a 20 dollar thing but there's also a lot in there so i think it will be fine we did talk about doing kind of a beta program, which I am still planning on doing some version of. So working with some of the collaborators we've had on the site so far to see if they want to do, you know, some kind of lower dollar value test and then give me a review of it or things like that. So got that in mind and then have also been gathering info on doing sponsored emails through other email lists in our industry. So that would be good. And then I have a couple of folks that I can also get to like share it on social and do that kind of stuff. So getting to 20 in four months doesn't seem that insurmountable. And that's a fake goal anyway. Yeah. It's just because, hey, there's four (laughs) months left in the year and let's try for that. So it's not something where like I need the money for that course to pay my mortgage, right? I'm in a nice spot to not have that be the case. But I do want to just make sure that it's built correctly and it, you know, is valuable to people. So do plan on doing a little bit of a mini beta. And I know that I have a lot of good people in our network that would share and help me get the word out. Perfect. Very good. And I think, yeah, the beta will be awesome because you, you still Mm -hmm. get some validation, even though it's at a discount, but it counts. And then those people can provide testimonials. They will probably promote it since they have some buy-in since they've taken the time to do it. Well, and the nice thing about pretty much any course platform now, but Teachable as well, which is what we use, there's an easy affiliate stuff built in. So I can get, you know, a lot of our contributors, I think, to become affiliates. And then, you know, the more someone else is selling your stuff, the better. Yep. Obviously. And yeah, like you said, 
different areas too. So mm-hmm. it could be YouTube, could be social yep. media, could be the email list, their blog, whatever. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Anything else going on with the courses in nope, general? That's kind of where we are. I do have a second course in the works that I'm having um, an expert do the content for. We've been doing it in trade, so it's taken longer. My part is done. Oh. <laughs> My part is done. Uh, but I'm hoping to see the content from her in the middle of September. And so it was just something where, you know, in the update that we're going to publish, I reminded myself that like you can get things that are cheap, fast or good, but you can only pick two of them. And so in this case, I'm hoping it is cheap and good, which means it's just taking longer. It's going to take forever. Yeah. So, but that's fine. Like I'm busy getting the first one launched anyway. So it's okay. But the second one is coming and I do feel good about, especially that one, having people that would be able to share it. It's a little more um, specific of a topic. So, Okay. And you have the digital guides, which are like ebooks. Have you sold any more of those? Yep. So I think we sold six of those in August and then also a couple of courses from the um, knowledge directory that we made. So still seeing some sales there. I have noticed that when we send out an email from like our drip email campaign that I'll usually see a couple sales right after that, which is good. And then for September plans, I plan on having the developer create basically like a custom ad inserter that will let me do a promo for all of those courses within all my old blogs. So I'm hoping that once that gets into, you know, 300, 400 blogs, that also increases the traffic. Nice. And how much do the digital guides cost? They're $8.99. Okay. Cool. And that's perfect for, and I don't know if your courses do lead from like digital guide to the bigger courses, but one of them will, one of them won't. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is like once someone transacts with you, even in right. a small dollar amount, they're more likely to right. work with you in the future. Well, and the other thing is that the, the one course that is related to a guide we have, I think I could probably bundle that guide with the course and have it be you know, either a little add on, or I could just include it as a bonus for people who buy the course. So it does give me a little extra tool to put in there. Perfect. Yeah. Those are great for that. I do that Mm -hmm. as well. All right. So we talked about the course, your other products, you mentioned holiday content and another sprint of work. What's going on with that? Yep. So I'm going to do a 25 article sprint that is specifically focused on upcoming holiday traffic. So I want to get those things out there as soon as possible so they can kind of bake on Google, obviously. And so I have all those topics chosen. They're all like buyer's intent type posts that I think I can easily or fairly easily rank for. And I have one freelance writer helping me with it. And then I plan to do about half of them myself. So have 25 of those coming up and we've already kicked those off. We should have everything done by early October, I think is the plan. Nice. In the works. Was there anything else that we should uh, talk about here? Well, there is a physical product that I'm going to work on, which is a little bit different because we're kind of all digital all the time. You and I. But I also, in my normal life, do a bunch of like physical um, direct mail type work for my other business. 
And so I love like packaging and like things you can actually pick up and touch. And um, so I have an idea for kind of an educational card deck that I want to make, which is from a production standpoint, very easy. That's not, you know, it's not like I'm trying to make something super complicated, like a motorcycle or something, right? It's like, it's printed. It's pretty doable. So uh, I've had that idea for about a year and I've just been, you know, it just gets pushed down the line for other things. And so when I was feeling kind of bummed about having to spend so much on infrastructure and doing like unfun stuff, um, this was something where I was like, you know what, I want to do the, I want to do the thing that I was planning on. <laughs> so I went out and found an illustrator to do the packaging. And so I got her all lined up. We're actually going to trade for creating a new website for her, which is fun. So I have her lined up. I have her all started. She's got her creative brief and everything. And then I have someone helping me with some of the copy for the cards as well. So that one finally feels like it's actually moving, which is motivational in a month when like some of the stuff just wasn't that fun. So I want to make sure that I'm still adding the pieces of working on the site that I really like and feel good at. So that was the point of that one. Probably won't be ready for Christmas, but. <laughs> I was about to say, this seems like a great gift. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I just don't know if production wise I could make it happen. Right. We'll see. It could happen. Yeah. It could happen. Yeah. So you got that. It sounds like you have plenty to work on. I do. Have like over, to work <laughs> overall. On. Yeah. Oh, there was one other cool thing that happened. Um, was that a big national brand reached out to us in August and wanted to do some partnership stuff with us, which was super fun. And I got on a call with them and was immediately like, I love you so much. Like we just got along really well and it may turn into even some paid work for them, but it's definitely going to be some collaboration on, you know, like our diversity efforts, which is cool and doing some product reviews and things like that. So it's just cool when you build a little site and you don't expect anyone to ever really know about it when a big brand's like, yeah, we've been following you and it's great. And you're like, what? Wow. <laughs> so that's cool. And they, they just reached out to mm -hmm. you cold. Yep. Off of um, Instagram. Oh, wow. Yep. And you, do you even have that many followers on Instagram? Not a ton of followers. Like I was very clear with them. Like social media is not where yeah. we spend our time. Um, but we do post a ton about our diversity efforts on Instagram and we do some spotlights of brands and things like that. And so just kind of keeping it alive has been enough to get noticed. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So you started the year at what was it like five thousand bucks or well or in, december? in december yeah so december of last year we almost hit we were within twenty dollars of hitting five thousand but starting this year was more like thirty six thirty seven hundred okay so thinking back to the beginning of the year when we first started brainstorming like doing this whole mm -hmm. accelerator is there any advice that you would give yourself back then that you know now after you've been through eight months and there's mm -hmm. been some ups and downs, you hit the sure. goal and then you've dropped right. down. So yeah. What, what sort of things would you tell yourself? Yeah. I think, you know, if I could go back, I might have front loaded the infrastructure stuff like at the end of last year instead so that I could kind of come into this year 
with a clean slate. Then again, hindsight didn't know that a bunch of stuff was broken. Right. So that is what it is. Um, I think I would get a little bit clearer on what my success would have looked like. Right. So I had this goal and I was like, yeah, it's getting from 3,500 to 7,000, but I didn't say like for how many months or just once or, you know, so I think one of the things when you're kind of a type A person is that you don't know when it's fine to be happy enough. Right. So it's like, yeah, that's really good. And then the next day you're like, but is it, I mean, is that good enough or is that not quite, I don't know. (laughs) So you have these little peaks of like, I'm doing a great job. It's going well. And then the next thing you're like, yeah, but man, I think if I had done these other 60 things, that would have been better. So I don't know. You're, you are, you're a driven person. Yeah. <laughs> One kindly said, Doug. That is okay. Well, keep going. Any anything else um, that you you would? I have a well, few thoughts. I would say I in general, like what I've done well is setting a big goal, right? I think if I hadn't set a big goal and put a bunch of structure around it, like I have, you know, what ten or twelve things on my Gantt chart that I share every month. If I hadn't been specific about that, like I probably never would have gotten to that stuff. I would have just still been making blog posts, which would have been fine and grows and all the things. But like, as I've seen with Amazon ups and downs, I don't ever want to just rely on one or two channels. So using this year to have a big goal that forces me to do extra things like courses or, you know, the knowledge directory or my own guides or things like that. I don't think I would have bothered biting off some of that stuff without a big goal and some structure around it. So I would say if you have somewhere that you want to get, whether it's income or traffic or whatever, make a big project about it, make a plan and then start chewing away at it. So I definitely don't think I would have, you know, been getting 6,000 or above without Mm -hmm. doing that. And you were game to try building your own products and doing your own stuff, which normally, right, I tell people more content, more Mm -hmm. links, and just keep pushing. Like, of course, you could network and and be out there in other areas and get in front of other people's audiences. But in general, like that formula works really well. But one of the reasons I agreed to work with you is because building your own products like even if these don't turn out how you hoped mm-hmm. you now have the skills right. mm-hmm. to build a course which people really are into digital courses right. and like that is a very big skill even if these don't sell quite as well yep it's a it's well, worthwhile or i think it you know is one of those things where i got comfortable doing the content and the seo research and all of that And part of the reason it feels a little uncomfortable now is that I haven't built a course before. I haven't done guides before. I haven't like sold things to people before, right? So that's all new. But even with the second course coming up, like I'm already less nervous about that one. because I'm just like, oh, well, we'll do, we'll do the same thing. Like it'll be fine. So even being able to have something not be the first time is going to be a huge benefit. Any any other advice you'd give yourself? 
I mean, just hang in there, you know, (laughs) um, probably don't make any, you know, rash decisions based on one piece of data. Like, I think I go back and forth a lot about like, well, what do I do now about this, that, and the other. But one thing I don't do is like change a bunch of stuff. Right. So like I internally worry about it, Mm -hmm. but I don't go like completely change the way I'm trying to grow the site. Right. So I would say, don't do that. It's really easy to see one number in one month and be like, I must do something, but I don't know what. So then you just go break a bunch of stuff. So don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Right. Well, and I was going to say, you could go back in time and tell yourself you're making 3,500 now. You're going to make 6,000 in a few Mm -hmm. months and you're going to be disappointed. Right. So figure that one out. I know. (laughs) Well, and that's what I try to, you know, remember and at least write down in our monthly updates is like, I would have been thrilled, you know, like I was thrilled to make $14 in November of 2018. I was like, it's working, Doug, (laughs) you know, and you very kindly were like, yay. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) So $14 to $6,000. It's hard to see that not as a success. And there's a strong chance you're going to hit 100K uh, by the end of September, like total. Total for for the site, yeah, of what it's earned. So that would be bonkers. Very cool. So one one thing you mentioned was about the the goal and how you were specific. And then you laid out a roadmap and everyone can go check out the blog post and how it's changed through the different updates, but there's a Gantt chart and very clear. I mean, again, it's a roadmap. I could tell you've mm-hmm. built such things before. And one thing I've been doing recently, probably the last couple of years is not setting goals specifically <laughs> because basically, yeah. I mean, you, you can structure them. So there's degrees of success, but typically it's a binary. You did it or you didn't do it. Right. And it's very stressful, even if it doesn't matter. So I was right. setting goals, uh, say like income goals. Mm-hmm. And at some point it doesn't matter that much. And it only serves as a negative right. source of uh, like input or whatever, like just to structure your day. Right. You're like, Oh, I'm going to miss that number by right. $20. And you're like, ah, right. I failed. But really you got, you did awesome. It's $6,000 more than it used to be making. (laughs) It's yeah. So have you like, as a type a person Uh and you were, uh, like very academic Mm -hmm. and successful there. And then you progressed well through your corporate career. I did okay academically and then not that great corporately, but anyway, like, have you thought about not setting goals or setting things up as systems instead of goals? Yeah, I think, What's a little bit different about how I'm approaching is that I also have another business. So that partly takes all the pressure off, but it partially also takes all the pressure on because I want to eventually replace that business with this business, right? So it takes the pressure off in the sense that I'm not trying to live on this money at the moment, right? So everything that the site makes me is extra, right? I could put it back into the site. I had, you know, I've put $15,000 into the site this year to help grow it. And I'm able to do that because the site makes me money, you know, which is great. On the flip side, I'm also every day thinking, well, yeah, but if I want to get out of a services business, I need this to be like a reliable, steady income stream at a certain level, right? So 
it's a bit of a double-edged sword on that front, right? I'm both not worried about it today, but I'm very concerned about it 10 years from now. So that's kind of, yeah, it's a bit of a teeter-totter for me emotionally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's tough because, I mean, what we learn with our corporate jobs, especially is like, okay, you got to set the goals and we have to put the timeline on it and create the Gantt chart. And we know when the phases are coming and blah, 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 excuse me. Mm -hmm. But that is, that is stressful at times. And I mean, I'm probably coming off a little lazy and to add to that, I have been taking naps (laughs) a lot more and You're right. It's I'm not great. a napper. I'm not a napper. It's great to take a nap after lunch. You hear about, I mean, siestas. there are, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the siestas, there's other cultures. My brother-in-law was telling me a lot of Asian cultures, some grad students that were working with him, they would go have lunch, yeah. take a nap and then come back to work later. They would work much later sure. in the mm-hmm. evening and just shift their day. But yeah, I'm trying to be a little more lazy, like intentionally right. and take I, I mean i take some naps it's like maybe well, two per week or so something yeah. like that but and they're you know for me i work very non-traditional work hours right like i have other things i want to be doing during the day and so for me it's like never not paid off to be doing this because you know i can be working at one in the morning and it's fine like i don't have to wake up early i'm not going to a corporate job like it's fine. So I do try to remind myself, like, you know, I'm comparatively rich in the sense that like, it's enough, you know, like, yeah, you could always make more, but I can always make less, right? Right. Like it's enough. So if you just say that, it takes a little bit of the pressure off to be like, okay, so it's not 7,000 this month. Like, it's fine. I have enough. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a tough one. And I know, I mean, we're talking, we're talking about, I mean, this is not a problem. We're like, we're, we have been too driven. I'm not too driven now, but yeah. I'm not, the, I'm not driven um, now. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's hard for some people to turn it off. Mm-hmm. And that is a problem. Like, cause I've seen it with my friends and I've, I'm sure you have too, where they just keep going. They're not actually not happier oh, no. by doing the thing that they're doing. Right. And they are just doing more and more of it. Right. And they don't know what to do. So, well, and I think it's, you know, big picture, like it's the same thing where what you would count as successful 10 years ago. Now you're like, oh, I don't know if it's enough, you know? Like the sense of security of like, will it ever really, like, will I ever be able to not feel like I need to be earning, Mm -hmm. you know, as like a single income house? Like, will I ever feel like I don't need to be growing? I don't know. Yeah. Well, the the thing is, and you're you're doing it, you're trying to work on things that you enjoy Mm -hmm. and not work on things that you don't enjoy. So that, I mean, that is really the goal. So yeah, life structure wise, nailing it. Yeah. Well, now, before we wrap it up here, so you work like in the middle of the night and stuff, or like yeah. your, your nights. I'm a late. Yeah, I've never been a night owl person, but what I discovered was that like freedom is my happiness. So when I don't feel like I need to get up early, and when I don't feel like I have to get up and work right away, like that is my. What's the 
What's the little mind drug that makes you happy? Dopamine. Dopamine. That's my dopamine. So for me, like if I can be out during the day, like I can be working in a coffee shop and that's great. You know, that's fine. Or I can be doing my hobbies, like anything that I can be out doing while I know that I would have been working in an office makes me super happy. So I'm happy to come home and start working at 6 p.m. and work till 1 a.m. And that's fine, right? Because I know that I spent the day the way that I wanted to. So nice. that's what works for me. Very good. Well, any other thoughts about this last month? I think I'm going to just keep keeping on. Um, there should be way less infrastructure stuff in September. Should have a course. You know, there should be some big milestones met next September or, well, next month. And then hopefully going to the holidays, we'll see some good stuff. Awesome. Well, thanks, Christy. Always good to catch up. And thanks nice for- Nice to see you, see you. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's pretty pretty awesome. It's hard to, to believe I, I live just a couple miles away. Yeah, before. like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll get you uh, on the next episode. Thanks. All right. Thanks a lot for joining me on The Doug Show. I really do appreciate you taking the time. If you're not subscribed, please consider subscribing. I have a ton of other episodes out there covering lots of different topics. Sometimes I just tell stories. If you are a longtime listener, I appreciate you too. If you haven't left a review, that is awesome because now you have an opportunity to leave a review and that would be totally cool and I would really appreciate it. If you're looking to get started with affiliate marketing or making money online or anything like that, you should go over to nichesiteproject.com. That is my blog. Once you're over there, you just click the green button, enter your name and email address, and then I'll send you a bunch of cool stuff. I'll send you templates, some motivational emails, and I think there's probably just some random emails that I send out there also. So we'll catch you next time on The Doug Show. Thanks.